everyone. Welcome, welcome back to a new edition of Bitch Breathe. I am your host, Ricardia. So we're only just getting out of February, and on this hemisphere here of Earth, we're slowly but steadily moving towards spring. Hopefully new beginnings, because let me just say that February... <laughs> is my Watergate. It's just the worst, the worst month in Berlin here in Germany, where you're just like, you're hunkered down and you're just praying for for spring, for change to finally come. And on that note, that is what we're going to try to look into and maybe evoke in some ways in our lives today, because today in this edition of Bitch Breathe, we are going to talk about missing the X. So what do you do when the longing, the missing, that hollowed out feeling in your body, in your soul, just won't go away? You've been successful. You left. You made it out. You might have had to have overcome many hurdles to get to this point. But now what? How did these weekends become such a mass of nothingness? And even if you left a really bad relationship behind you, Maybe there's still are parts where you're like, was it really that bad? Because this loneliness thing is killing me. So even as the relationship might have been killing us while it was going on, this loneliness, this aloneness on weekends, even during weekdays, especially if you're a freelancer, you can't always plan what is happening or, you know, really nobody in life can plan what's happening. But these long, long episodes of nothingness is what I used to feel it was can really stretch out and they can really do a number on our mental health and even our physical being. It might even be the case that you have kids, you have work, you're doing your car payments, you're taking care of everybody and all the responsibilities that are your life, but somehow you feel like you're just running on autopilot and you really actually don't sort of take yourself out of your life to look at it for a moment, because if you did, you might just break down into a sobbing mess once more. Everyone gets that, right? Anyone who's ever been heartbroken, regardless of the circumstances, knows this phase. And that's who I hope to support today with this episode. So what can you do to stop missing the bow or the bell? or to at least get through those phases when you feel that physical longing for this person or some very vivid memory of them suddenly pops up or maybe you just stopped by the ice cream parlor you always went to or you saw something on Instagram and you're just hurting so bad. You know you don't want to go back to this person because you know you weren't meant to be together but you also are not sure about how to go forward without feeling this vacuous space inside. I'll be honest with you, this is something I spent a lot of time on. An entire part of my book, which the working title is The Breakup Call, I felt like an entire huge part of this book went towards the longing, the missing. I feel I could write an entire book just on that topic. Um, I kind of did in some ways. <laughs> but I really want to talk about this phase because it's a little bit tricky, right? Because we might have our finger on that phone at any time just thinking, Jesus, anything was better than what I'm feeling right now. Even if this person wasn't good to us or we weren't good to them, even if it was toxic, maybe they're the parent of our children. There are so many reasons to give up so that we just stop missing. That word missing 
in some way indicates we're not complete. We're not in the shape or form that we kind of feel like we should be, and we certainly want to be maybe in some ways. This goes to all of us who are sort of in that space after the immediate separation phase, maybe a few days or weeks. For some of us, this phase is just so much longer, even when the relationship was terrible for many years. Funnily enough, that doesn't sometimes stop the longing. So I've put together for us a couple of tools that took me a while to develop and that didn't always work in the same way. That's why I want to offer a diversity of tools, because I think on any given day, we might need a different set of instruments, you know, to play the blues, if you will, <laughs> to stay in that metaphor. So the first one I want to talk about, because it's the most obvious, I know it is, but I feel like I can't not say it. I wouldn't do a good service. So regardless of which phase you are in, let me say this. Do not call your ex. You saw that coming, right? Do not call the ex. Yes, they are your ex for a reason. And I know you've seen this on any given day, on any given Instagram feed, whatever, but I want to stress that point because the temptation on some days, and especially during some nights, is overwhelming. And that doesn't mean that our last partner was bad. You know, not all of us just left a toxic relationship. Uh, a couple of years ago, I left a really lovely relationship that was almost worse in some ways because the longing never stopped. It doesn't matter what kind of relationship it was for this particular point. Just know that you need to take this person this number off your phone. If you don't physically take it off there, because maybe this is the parent of your children, then take it off there in a mental way. And for the love of God, don't check their WhatsApp status. Don't check their Instagram, Instagram status. But you know all that from my previous episodes. If you don't, hop on back to those. I have plenty of them on breakups and what not to do when you're in the middle of it. Here is something I have said before. Rope in every friend you know. However, be specific about your choices. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you have kids then it will probably help to get together with friends with kids. Even if it just takes the kids off your hands for a moment, you can sit at the playground. Chances are that friend's also been through breakups. You can commiserate. You can talk about the kids, but it'll get your mental set in a little bit of a different space and your kids will be out and about and you might be with someone who understands because you're a mother, a father who is separating, not just, and I'm putting that just in quotes, a person who doesn't have kids, different groups of people. If you don't have kids, if you are one of those people who just doesn't have one, but maybe you wanted children, then perhaps do seek out your childless friends. This is a very, very precarious phase. And if you wanted children, but it didn't work out with this partner, chances are hanging around with other friends where it seemingly worked out the way you would have wished it to do it's really hard. It's very, very difficult. I have spent many times with friends who were so longing for a child, and then they broke up. Obviously, the child hadn't materialized, and the breakup wasn't just about this breakup. It was about, Jesus, now I'm going to have to spend even more time with my friends with kids who are going to make me feel miserable, not because who they are, but because of who I'm not and who I wanted to be. So be very selective there. And here's something 
that I think is super important. If you can't stand couples right now, like sometimes I'd be like, oh, do they have to look this much in love? Like, how annoying is this? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm nauseated at this point. Stop kissing in the fucking subway already. <laughs> so if you're in that phase, then don't visit your favorite couples. I'm going to go ahead and say don't visit your couples. If your girlfriends, if your guy friends are in couples, meet them alone. Nobody needs the lovey-dovey thing right now when you just separated. It's human. That doesn't mean you don't want happiness for them. You just want a little more happiness for yourself right now. Protect. Self-protect. Something else that I said in other episodes, but I want to stress it again here because it was such medicine for me, and that was when I crashed at my single friends' houses. They were flexible enough for me to call on a Friday, be like, if I have to go through another weekend like this, I'm seriously going to call my ex, or I'm just going to, I don't know, land in bed with someone who really is even worse <laughs> worse news than the ex. This laughter is actually deep experience. And a little bit relief that that part is over. No, but seriously, seek out those single friends. And if it feels like you don't have any, I found this as I was getting older and separating. I was in my 40s. I was like, where the fuck are all my single friends? Where did everybody go? It wasn't so easy to actually find them. But I had a few sort of acquaintances who were single, so I just spent more time with them. And then they actually became better friends because I sought them out a lot more than I did before. So be be on the lookout. Who's around you? Who's in your vicinity? Who maybe you could just, I don't know, spend the weekend with? Why not? Another way to step away from this union that was you and the ex is to do activities that your ex didn't really enjoy doing. For example, my ex-boyfriend, he really wasn't into, I don't know how this happened, but he was a really outdoorsy guy, and he really, really hated museums and theater and the opera. Now, the opera I can kind of get behind because sometimes I'm like, hello, tinnitus. But anyway, he was really not into that. He got me into the outdoorsy thing, but I couldn't get him into the indoorsy thing. So whatever it is for you and your ex-girl or guy, see if you can't return to some of those activities that you really never got to do because the dude, the gal, just never wanted to come along. And that could be anything. It really doesn't have to be anything big. You don't have to emigrate. You don't have to leave for, I don't know, Bali because he never wanted to go there or she. But just see what it is that you haven't done in a really long time. And I bet you you're going to discover something that you really loved and you kind of gave up on. That's not worth it. Dig deep and see what you can find. Once the immediate pain is over and you're not crying on every subway and supermarket line, I don't know, am I projecting too much? Is that something only I just did? But I used to love getting all sobby and, and cry um, on a subway or in a supermarket for some reason. I was like, I'm online. <laughs> I'm waiting. Everybody's taking their time in this supermarket line. So I'm just going to go ahead and sob. And um, actually, I'd had some really nice experiences that way. People actually do care when you cry in their presence. So don't worry if that happens to you. But let's say that's not what's immediately still happening for you. Why not see if you can get out a little bit more. Now, I know depending on the phase you're in, you're like, yeah, lady, you know what? I'm really comfortable on my couch here. And you have every right to wallow and to feel sorrow. Please, you have all my blessings. However, big however, big but. 
maybe see if there's a way to join with people who enjoy doing the same things you do. Join a meetup group. I know me in Berlin, there are so many meetup groups. It's like insane how many people are into stand-up comedy, for example, something I really, really love, which the ex would have never gotten because, well, for one thing, he didn't speak English. So, you know, just find those things. Catch some really great museum exhibits. But for the love of God, get out of your house. Really, I have a whole section in my book on this one, too, because it's so important not to get stuck in this having been left behind energy. Even if you did the leaving at some point during this missing phase, you're going to feel or it will feel like you were left, you were abandoned. And on some level, maybe you were. But that doesn't matter right now. What matters is that you get out of the house and get distracted, whatever serves. It really doesn't matter. Even if someone's pissing you off on the way to the museum, good for you. You felt something other than missing and longing and sorrow for five minutes. Yay, there is a whole nother spectrum of emotions. And you just moved a little bit further along that spectrum into another direction. Here's one that people find a little strange sometimes, but... I'm going to encourage you to talk to yourself, not because you've now totally lost the plot or because you're spending so much time by yourself, but because it's an incredibly intimate experience, it's a safe experience, and it can be an incredibly great record. How is this a record? Well, for one, you could write, you could journal if you want, but what I really suggest is that you record how you feel. What is going on for you? What kind of emotions are coming up? Don't censor yourself. I will say one little disclaimer. Obviously, nothing that we record on our phones is private any longer. So if you have things that you're a little uncomfortable about possibly making it into the public realm, then buy an old, what are those called? See, I don't even know what they're called anymore. But it used to be you could put a dictation into a recording device. So you could do that. Or you could write it down or record it in some way. But for me, the, the voicing of it, the speaking it was what really had a cathartic moment for me where I felt like it has left my body. I was able to say it in the least graceful way I could manage. It wasn't eloquent. It wasn't fair. It was angry. It was not sophisticated. But I did it. And I don't have witnesses Again, apart from the millions and millions of people who might discover this one day because there is no privacy online, <laughs> but you get my drift. Really try and do that because I think the intimacy of it and the privacy will allow you to not censor yourself so much. And what happened to me, who, for example, lost one of her partners in her 40s, early 40s at the time, I had a lot of friends who weren't single. And so they were often not available. And in some ways, they didn't even have a whole lot of empathy for my situation because they were so overwhelmed with child raising and looking for good schools and taking care of their partners that they had forgotten just how sad you are when you miss this other person. They had forgotten it. And so sometimes I know they wanted to meet me with empathy, but they were too fucking tired to deliver it. I'm just saying. If no one's available and you kind of don't want witnesses for the kind of graceless barrage of verbiage that's about to transpire, I can only recommend recording on your phone or, again, one of those recording devices. I will say one small thing about online dating, but I will also say I need more evidence because my problem with the online dating was if at, you are at all ready to even consider dating because that can... I don't know, when it comes into that window of missing, it can go a little haywire and fuck up our systems in ways that 
uh, even worse than missing that original partner. But the problem with me was as I found it boring and too time consuming. But that doesn't have to be the case for you. If you think that this is a good idea, <laughs> can you smell all the disclaimers? But if it feels like, you know what, maybe this is a situation of getting over the other person means getting underneath another one, then by all means, try the online dating. But look out for next episodes because I think I'm going to do a few of them now on my own online dating experience, but also those of other people, because I know of some people who had really great experiences. Me, I just, I got bored. I was like, man, I could be reading a book right now or I catch this exhibit and said, I'm sitting here and, you know, swiping all these people that don't even remotely motivate me to swipe right instead of left. So that's all I'm going to say about the online dating for now. I will suggest offline dating. And again, I say this with caution, because if this is only days or weeks after the breakup, then I'm afraid you're going to have to go through the pain a little bit longer. Sometimes it helps, again, to get with someone else, but sometimes it really doesn't. But if you've decided, you know what, this is the kind of new energy that I need to introduce into my system, then I really suggest just going out. How? Just go to events you love to go to anyway. I went to this podcast event the other day. It was a live podcast in front of an audience in a really, really big sort of hall. And by coincidence, I'm just sitting there. I meet this guy. He's like talking on the phone and I am laughing my ass off about what he's saying because that hall was so fucking hot. And I was in my winter sweater. The dude was in really warm clothes. And he's like talking to his friend or something about just how hot this hallway is, right? And I'm laughing. And then we have this playful banter going. And it was a really, really nice sort of exchange that didn't need to go anywhere. And it never did. I never saw the guy again. But it didn't matter because with the performance and the reading and the meeting this guy so spontaneously, I had a fantastic evening. And it really sort of mixed up the energy in terms of like, you know, wanting to experience something other than what you are experiencing. Now, even though I don't necessarily recommend traveling by yourself just yet, I do want to say one thing. If you have a favorite city or place and you happen to have some friends there, I do suggest taking off a couple of days and going there. Maybe places in Europe that you can reach by train if you're in Europe or you're European, so you don't have to feel badly about taking a plane over the weekend or something. But really, people say wherever you go, there you are, and so you take all your shit with you, and of course that's true. But I, ha I have to say, if there's one immediate disrupt that I know that always worked for me, then that would have to be travel. I don't even care what kind of travel, and I don't really care about the destination. What I cared about is transporting my physical self to another place, a place that I didn't associate with my ex-partner, a place that they might not have even enjoyed all that much, all the better, depending on what it, who it was I was separating from, and to hang out with friends who maybe you haven't seen in a very long time. Chances are, if they live in a completely other country, you didn't. Life got in the way. Well, life is back on your side and on your time now. So go ahead, take that little short trip and crash on your friend's sofa. If they live in Rome, <laughs> I suggest you use those friends. Another thing I want to say, because the temptation is just... <laughs> The temptation is huge. I'm laughing because I've made this mistake a few times and I feel a little bit cheeky about telling you now, don't do this because that's going to be a really bad idea. But I'm going to go ahead and do it. Don't open the X-Files. 
I went so wrong with this one. Again, I feel like I'm such a hypocrite. But really, I did it. It was a terrible experience. And then I did it again. I think I did that twice where I was like, hmm, who do I know? Let me go through my book. Oh, there you go. He was toxic, but he is available. Let's give this dude a call. It's like, you can't do that. What are you doing? You're already missing the dude or the gal from before. And now you're going to return to Mr. <laughs> Mr. Toxic Waste. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up over here. So don't do it. Don't open that big old box that says hazmat, okay? Hazardous material. Put a sticker on that little black book of yours. And for the love of God, don't call them. One last thing. You don't have to master the missing. You don't have to be graceful and good about this. You can miss exes who are really bad for you. There's no shame in missing something that had a degree of comfort, love, maybe even habit, but certainly something you planned on, perhaps. It doesn't, there's no shame here. You don't have to be great at breaking up because I know a lot of people try to sort of, you know, we do all these workshops, I'm including myself here, we do all these workshops and then we think we must handle these things because in a spiritual way for me it was sometimes we're all one. It's like... I don't feel like fucking one. I feel abandoned and alone, and I want to give my ex a call. Why can't I do that? Well, here's mommy telling you not to do that. (laughs) You don't have to master it, but you don't have to call the ex either. This will take time and you giving yourself a fair chance at moving on. Lastly, because I have started working with people who are going through breakups, get help. Ask your friends if that's your thing. Go and find those podcasts, those resources. If you're in a city, you know there's a bunch of groups that are out there who can help you. Or you can drop me a line. It's Ricardia at thebreakupcall.com. I'd be happy to talk to you and to see if maybe we can come up with some little plan so that this breakup blues doesn't feel quite as bad, especially because you're not doing it alone. Here's to wishing you, more than anything else, that you develop enough love and wonder for this life that you don't turn backward and instead look forward as scary as that can be sometimes just look ahead you will be fine eventually sending love till next time